Welcome to episode 104 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I'm joined by a woman who reached out to me via Instagram DM. Her name is Shanoa. Now, Shanoa has done a lot of exercising, and she typically does videos and streaming service type uh, workouts. And what she said is she's like, I do these. I've done these for a while. I really get my heart rate up. I'm feeling really tired, but I'm not seeing any changes in my body. What should I be doing? This doesn't feel like it's working. This is what we talk about today. If this sounds like you, if you've been working out for a while and you still look the same, listen in. You're going to want to hear this. Let's go. Hi, Shanoa. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you doing, Shanoa? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks so much for being uh, willing to hop on a call with me. You're welcome. I'm glad we could set this up. So look, we've never talked before, except for just those one or two uh, encounters on Instagram DM. So before we jump into your question, tell me a little bit about you. So I, you know, can get to know you a bit. Where are you from? What do you do? Your family? Okay. 45 years old, married, uh, kids, one on her own, one home. And uh, just regular clerical work. Um, and uh, fitness-wise... I'm in a place of having lost 70 pounds, unfortunately regained half, trying to lose that again. And um, right now trying to get myself balanced because for a minute I did kind of go off to the deep deep end of extreme exercising and getting a little overly obsessed with calorie counting. Um, So you lost 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you gained some of that back, 35 or so back, 35, yes. back. Got it. So tell me, how did you lose that weight? I started with Weight Watchers and then went on to calorie counting and through a combination of weight training and uh, cardio between gym workouts and home workouts. Got it. And when you say you kind of started to go overboard with that and get kind of extreme, like, tell me, like, what were you doing with nutrition? What were you doing with training? Okay, and the, tra- the training, I went to like two a days, like hour in the morning, hour and a half after work, uh, really lengthy workouts, um, using exercise as a way to eat more. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And the result from that was what? Total burnout. Uh, mentally, I didn't feel too great. So I started working with like an intuitive eating uh, dietitian. And that's when the weight gain happened. Got it. Got it. And what are you, I know our, the, our question we're going to chat about today is going to be exercise related. Tell me a little bit where you're at with your nutrition now. What are you doing now? Uh, very loosely calorie counting. I'm aware of my portion sizes, but there are times where I'm like, I don't want to count calories. I'm burnt out on Weight Watchers. So I'm kind of like, let me just be okay with my portion sizes. So I say right now I have either small losses, like point something a week, or I just maintain. Okay. Got it. And are you happy with that? No. <laughs> You're not happy with that. No. So, all right. Well, we can talk about nutrition for a minute here first, then we'll hop into your exercise question. So in an ideal world, what would you be doing? You losing, you want to be losing weight again. Yeah, not at a rapid pace. I'm okay with like one pound a week, half pound a week. I'm fine with that as long as you know, right now in my body, I'm not comfortable with the weight that I put back on. 
it's Got it. affecting me like my joints and things like that. I'm not comfortable. Got it. And it sounds like you definitely are not interested in doing the calorie counting route. That's that's you burn out on that. It didn't lead to a good place, but you still want to lose weight. Yes. I think you, you've got you, uh, the right idea of working to manage your portion sizes because that's going to help mm-hmm. manage your total calories in. Um, maybe what we can do here is chat about how to tweak that a little bit so you get to a place of losing versus maintaining. So okay. what, is the, what is your general approach each day to keep your portion sizes in check right now? Like what approach are you using? I do look at the labels. I weigh, I measure, um, I pre-plan my meals. I do the meal prep. But the thing is, with weekends, it gets a little, because I'm on the fly, it's completely on the fly on the weekends. Got Sometimes it. I'll go over my portions or I'll be like at a restaurant and I have like no clue as a, as a game plan or anything. Got it. Got it. Um, would you like a couple of options that I can give you for structures you might want to choose? Sure. Um, one really good option is to set your plate up in a certain manner. No matter mm-hmm. if you're at a restaurant or at home, you can make it look like this. And so it would, you would have three meals a day. Each meal, you would have a normal size plate. So we're not talking a salad dish. We're not talking a platter. Mm-hmm. It's just a normal size plate. Half of that plate should be vegetables. So it could be mm-hmm. one vegetable or it could be two. So you could have like a salad and green beans, or it could be all the salads. So half a plate of vegetables, a quarter mm-hmm. of your plate should be protein. So we're talking lean protein sources, chicken, beef, eggs and egg whites, um, pork, anything like that. Any kind of nice, good protein source would be a quarter of a plate. And then that last quarter of a plate you can use for whatever you want, whether that means you want to have rice or potatoes or pasta or a roll, or you want it to be a cookie because you want to have a dessert at that meal, or you want to trade that quarter plate out and have a serving of wine. That's what you use that last quarter for. What this does is it helps manage. You're getting a lot of vegetables. You're getting enough protein at each meal and it manages those extra calories that we can overeat, right? Because we tend to be, most people aren't overeating vegetables and protein, right? If we're overeating, we're overeating carbs and fat and calories from liquids. And so when we have this one small portion of it, we're not nixing it, we're not um, weighing and measuring it, but we're still managing the portion sizes. And so you would do that three times a day. And then for snacks, you could choose to have one or two and should be a fruit, a vegetable, or a protein that fits in the palm of your hand. That can really be like, it can be grapes that fit in your hand. It could be a yogurt that fits in your hand. So that helps again, manage the portion size and helps them to be sure that the type of food you're eating is going to encourage you to be lower in calories. Cause we're not talking about a donut. We're not talking about a bagel. We're talking about a fruit, a vegetable or a protein. Um, and again, that means you still have all options on the table. Cause with your meals, you could have your cookie. Then you could have your ice cream. Then this makes eating out really um, doable as well, because you go to a restaurant and you order the dish. And maybe what you can say is like, okay, I don't want to get um, the roll and the fries and the cookie, like I'm going to pick one of those to be that quarter of a plate and I'm going to change, change the rest there. So that's one good option. How does that strike? Sounds good. Manageable, doable, flexible. Yeah. All right. Um, that is definitely my favorite option. The other option is using your hand to measure food. Um, Mm -hmm. this is developed by a country, a country, hello, a company called precision nutrition. It's who I got my nutrition certification from, and Mm -hmm. they have you do those same type of measurements, but you use them with your hand. And so the idea is for every meal, you'd have a palm sized piece of protein. So you think about your palm and this part Mm -hmm. here, that be your protein. You would have, um, a, uh, cupped handful 
of um, carbs. So this piece here, not all the way up to your fingertips of carbs. <laughs> and then for your vegetables, you would have um, a fistful, two fistfuls of vegetables. And so it's the same way. So, you know, you always have your hand with you. So that's another way of doing it. This version is a little bit trickier to fit in things like a cookie, um, ice cream, that kind of stuff. That's why I tend to like that plate method better because there's a little bit more flexibility, but either of them are really good options. And you can see that that um, part you were struggling with, with tracking every calorie and weighing food um, is not there. Um, any questions about either of those or what might work or um, hesitations about either of those options? Oh, they sound great. Sounds manageable, but it's just like the mental part of like for so long I've heard, oh, if you're not counting calories and you don't know. And I understand like precision, it's not that same amount of precision there, but it's like trusting the process that this does work. And you know what? You can remind yourself counting calories is always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. So if you tried this plate method for six weeks and really stuck with it, and one option that could happen, you could see like, wait, that's really working. Like I'm losing weight at a good steady rate. I'm losing around a half a pound a week uh, over the course of six weeks. This is good progress. Or you might get to the end of six weeks and still have maintained. And what you can decide is, all right, maybe I do need a time at calorie counting again to, to, to get in order. Um, it's not going anywhere. Okay. You know? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. We always, we often as humans, like feel this need to like go all in or be all out, mm -hmm. but that you don't have to do that. And you can remind yourself like, okay, if this way is not working for me now, it's not saying I'll never try it again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thanks Got it. So let's talk about the exercise question that you messaged me about. It's a really good question. Yes. And I get this kind of question a lot. It's a struggle of a lot of people. So tell us more about what you messaged me about. Okay. I was listening, you had um, posted something about the strength training, and then there was a YouTube video you did and the subject was, I believe, was orange theory, like how it's not exactly allowing for the progressive overload. So I, I thought about it and I was like, right now, most of my workouts have been either like streaming videos or DVDs or things like that. But it's usually that combination of metabolic training and cardio, and then the multi-muscle group moves. So you had, there's a video on that too, somebody's real, I can't yes. remember his name. But it's like the lateral raise and a squat. And I said, wait, most of my workouts are these type of moves. So I feel like I can lift more, but if I lift more, my heart will be racing so fast that I won't be able to keep up. So I'm like, how do I be in a place where I build strength? But honestly, I do like these videos. The music is good, the choreography and stuff. They're fun, you know, Got and it. I do get burnt out doing the same routines often. So that's why I tend to gravitate toward them. So Got like, it. how do I consolidate the two, building strength plus something I like to do? Got it. So the big question that we should start with is what is your goal with working out? Tell me that when you're, when you're working out, what is the purpose of your workouts for you? And there's no right answer here. <laughs> Okay, aside from moving away of the mindset of exercises just for calorie burn, I do enjoy uh, strength training. I really do enjoy that. And uh, I've ultimately fat loss, gaining some muscle, and how not to be bored to the point where I'm ready to quit. You know, I Got do it. get bored easily. 
Got it. So you do have an outcome you're looking for. Cause if a person is just looking to like move their body and like get their heart rate up, literally any mode of exercise that they enjoy works for that. Right. So if you can get your heart rate up dancing versus running, it doesn't matter. You can do whatever. If you have a specific outcome you're looking for, like in your case, you said, you know, I want to lose fat. I want to build some muscle. Um, and that fat loss piece, um, I'm assuming you have a visual goal in mind of what you might want to look like. Yeah. Back to where I was at my lows. I was really satisfied with that. Got it. Um, you know, so that toning piece, it's part fat loss and it's part muscle gain. And so whenever we're talking about building muscle and aesthetic goal with our bodies, we have to then look at the tool we're using and ask, does this tool get me that result? If it doesn't, we're going to keep spinning our wheels. And so when we look at the tools you're using, the question is, are these type of videos getting you building muscle? The answer is no, they're not. Um, and the reason, and you're explaining it really well, like if I use heavy enough weight, I can't keep up because we're moving really fast. So I know I, I could lift heavier weight, but I can't keep up the pace of these videos. The other interesting point that you bring up is, but I like them because they're interesting and they, I'm not bored by them. And I like the choreography and I like the music. And that's an important piece. We want you to enjoy your workouts. So here's, here's something I would suggest. Can we find a way for you to enjoy your workouts, get some variety in there and still make good progress with building muscle? I'm going to suggest we can. And the answer is likely going to lie. Well, there's a couple of places it could lie. One thing we're going to need to get you doing if you want to actually build muscle, um, have some definition, get that toned look, we're going to need you to do dedicated strength training, which means rest times, which these videos aren't giving you. So it would mean, you know, we want you to lift a heavy dumbbell, doing a squat, doing a row, doing an over uh, a, an overhead press, um, doing a lunge, doing deadlifts. We want you to do those things and have a good two to three minutes rest before you do it again. The videos are not conducive to that. They're really kind of cardio while holding weights. How would you feel about at least two times a week, ideally three, but at least two times a week doing a program um, that is not choreographed to music in these videos? And then on the side of that, having some times where you did some more of these videos that were more cardio based um, in addition to the dedicated strength training. Okay. I'd be open to that. Okay. Um, that is what I would suggest. We don't want you to lose this thing that you enjoy doing. So what I would say is pick some of those that are really meant more for cardio and do those maybe two times a week, you know, pick one, you really like the music and you're moving fast and your heart rate is up and you like it and maybe do that twice a week. And then at least two days a week, follow a dedicated strength training plan. Um, I don't know if you've seen on my YouTube channel, I do have some that are completely set up for you. I think the, the smallest one I have is a three day one. Mm -hmm. Um, you can go there, you can find it. I show you every move because I know that's another reason people really like the videos because it's like showing you what to do. And some people are like, I don't know what to do on my own. Yeah. So I show you exactly how to do the moves. And then at the end of the video, you can screenshot the training plan itself so that you can see it and write, make copies of it, write it down mm -hmm. so that you can keep track of your workouts. One of the things that people miss a lot 
when they're um, working out with these type of videos is um, progression. The idea that our bodies in order to make a change. So if you want to get more defined, if you want to build muscle, your body needs a reason to do that. It's not just going to like wake up one day and be like, I'm, I'm building Chanel with some muscle today. It needs a mm -hmm. stimulus to do that. And over time, it needs more stimulus to do that because it will keep adapting the more stimulus that we give it. And so that more stimulus, it's called progressive overload. Adding weight is a good way to do that. So lifting a heavier weight, it's not the only way to do it. You could also lift the same weight for more reps. You could slow down the, the, um, the uh, time under tension. So you could do, um, if you're lowering down in your squat for one second, usually you could lower down for three seconds, holding the same weight and same reps. And that is giving an additional stimulus. We need you to have an additional stimulus for your body to change. It needs to be a big enough stimulus to um, make your body adapt. And so we want you to go into this, these training workouts with the idea of getting stronger week to week. So you want to pick up a heavier weight or be able to do more reps in the given rep range or slow down your tempo. Um, does this sound new to you? Is, are you hearing this for the first time or is this something you may have heard of this term progressive overload? I've heard of it before. Like uh, either you lift heavier or you can add like a rep and a half or a hold or a yes. pause. Yeah. Those are some great other ways that you can progressively overload. It really is the missing piece for a lot of people. And people can spin their wheels year after year attending these classes, going to Orange Theory, doing, you know, beach body workouts or ones that they, you know, get on Fitness Blender. And they feel like it feels really hard, right? You said like my heart is oh, yeah. racing. It feels really hard. But just because something feels hard doesn't mean it is effectively burning, burning hello, effectively building muscle. And if you have a goal of looking a certain way, building muscle, we have to use the right tool and progressive strength training with dedicated rest times is the right tool for that job. Um, so that's my number one suggestion for you is that we get in minimum two times a week of doing that, you know, hitting moves like squats, deadlifts, lunges, uh, upper body pushes, upper body pulls, um, with actual rest times. And I know that can feel really hard coming from this background you have, where you're supposed to be moving. And I want you to remind yourself, mm -hmm. the purpose of this workout is not to burn calories. The purpose of this workout is not to burn calories. <laughs> it is not to get my heart rate up. Like there will be times cause you're, we want you to push hard enough that these weights mm -hmm. feel heavy. So it's, you're going to get a little bit of out of breath, but it's not going to be comparable to what you were feeling doing these videos. Okay. Yeah, I was doing one this morning. It's like, yeah, I'm sweaty, I'm tired, I'm out of breath, but it, it's like I really met an end point with increasing the weights in a way that I can do this workout, you know? So yes. that's why I said it's time to separate the two now. That's a very good way to look at it, to separate it. It's great to get your heart rate up. No problem doing that. It's just not going to be the thing that builds your muscle. And so we want you to take those dedicated breaks and we want you to do the same training plan for a minimum of four weeks, four to six to eight weeks, so that you can work on getting stronger week over week um, at doing those. And that's going to be the thing that's going to shape and change your body in a way that you have not yet experienced um, because you haven't been using the right tool. Thank you so much. You got it. So um, go to my YouTube channel, Kim Schlag Fitness. Look for that, um, those videos there. One is called, I, I believe it's called, at, and I'll message you for sure. And I'll, I'll put these in the show notes, guys, who are listening. Um, 
One is a six-week challenge I did with my uh, friend, Susan Eberall, who's also a coach. And then the other one is, I think it's called an at-home uh, workout. It's a full workout. And I'll leave those here and I'll make sure I, I uh, DM those to you, Shanoa, so that you have them and you can just pick one. You don't have to start. So you'll have two available. You pick one and do that same workout for like six weeks. Then you could try the other one and do that one for six weeks. Um, and that'll give you a full 12 weeks of progressive strength training. It's going to be your job to uh, take those breaks and push uh, as hard as you can with the given rep range. Okay. Hey, thanks, Kim. You got it. Anything else I can help you with today? Um, like how the three day, two or three days is strength training. Um, the videos, if I feel like it, like be once or twice a week. Yeah. And then, um, I still do the 10,000 steps a day that won't conflict or it won't be too much. No, if you, okay. if you're currently doing 10 K a day, that's not going to be an issue. Um, okay. not at all. Uh, if you're, you don't need to get, it's not a magic number, but if you're already up to getting that, that's great. That's going to help with your calories out. But no, if you have, you know, one or two dedicated cardio days, two or three dedicated strength days and 10 K steps a day, that sounds fantastic. Okay. All right. Thank you. You got it. All right. Keep great. in touch and let me know how this goes. I will. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the fitness simplified podcast. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational all kinds of ational. If you did enjoy this episode, if you found value in it, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. That really does help it get in front of more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give it a like. Again, this stuff really does matter. It helps for my stuff to get in front of more people and help more people. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time.